Chapter Thirteen of the Kreutzer Sonata by Leo Tolstoy, translated by Benjamin R. Tucker. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Larry Kaplan. All of us, men and women, are brought up in these aberrations of feelings that we call love. I, from childhood, have prepared myself for this thing, and I loved, and I loved during all my youth, and I was joyous in loving. It had been put into my head that it was the noblest and highest occupation in the world. But when this expected feeling came at last, and I, a man, abandoned myself to it, the lie was pierced through and through. Theoretically, a lofty love is conceivable. Practically, it is an ignoble and degrading thing, which it is equally disgusting to talk about and to remember. It is not in vain that nature has made ceremonies, but people pretend that the ignoble and the shameful is beautiful and lofty. I will tell you brutally and briefly what were the first signs of my love. I abandoned myself to beastly excesses, not only not ashamed of them, but proud of them, giving no thought to the intellectual life of my wife. And not only did I not think of her intellectual life, I did not even consider her physical life. I was astonished at the origin of our hostility, and yet how clear it was. This hostility is nothing but a protest of human nature against the beast that enslaves it. It could not be otherwise. This hatred was the hatred of accomplices in a crime. Was it not a crime that this poor woman, having become pregnant in the first month, or liaison, should have continued just the same? You imagine that I am wandering from my story. Not at all. I am always giving you an account of the events that led to the murder of my wife, the imbeciles. They think that I killed my wife on the 5th of October. It was long before that that I immolated her, just as they all kill now. Understand well that in our society there is an idea shared by all that woman procures man pleasure and vice versa probably, but I know nothing of that. I only know my own case. Vine, Viber, and Gazong, so say the poets in their verses, wine, women, and song. If it were only that, take all the poetry, the painting, the sculpture, beginning with Pushkini's little feet, with Venus and Phryne, and you will see that woman is only a means of enjoyment. That is what she is at Truba, at Grachevka, and in a court ballroom, and think of this diabolical trick. If she were a thing without moral value, it might be said that woman is a fine morsel. But in the first place, these knights assure us that they adore woman. They adore her and look upon her, however, as a means of enjoyment. Then all assure us that they esteem woman. Some give up their seats to her, pick up her handkerchief, Others recognize in her a right to fill all offices, participate in government, etc. But in spite of all that, the essential point remains the same. She is, she remains, an object of sensual desire, and she knows it. It is slavery, for slavery is nothing else than the utilization of the labor of some for the enjoyment of others. That slavery may not exist, people must refuse to enjoy the labor of others and look upon it as a shameful act and as a sin. Actually, this is what happens. They abolish the external form. They suppress the formal sales of slaves, and then they imagine and assure others that slavery is abolished. 
they are unwilling to see that it still exists, since people, as before, like to profit by the labor of others, and think it good and just. This being given, there will always be found being stronger or more cunning than others to profit thereby. The same thing happens in the emancipation of woman. At bottom, feminine servitude consists entirely in her assimilation with a means of pleasure. They excite woman, they give her all sorts of rights equal to those of men, but they continue to look upon her as an object of sensual desire, and thus they bring her up from infancy and in public opinion. She is always the humiliated and corrupt serf, and man remains always the debauched master. Yes, to abolish slavery, public opinion must admit that it is shameful to exploit one's neighbor, and to make women free, public opinion must admit that it is shameful to consider woman as an instrument of pleasure. The emancipation of woman is not to be effected in the public courts or in the chamber of deputies, but in the sleeping chamber. Prostitution is to be combated, not in the houses of infame, but in the family. They free women in the public courts and in the chamber of deputies, but she remains an instrument. Teach her, as she is taught among us, to look upon herself as such, and she will always remain an inferior being. Either, with the aid of the rascally doctors, she will try to prevent conception and descend, not to the level of an animal, but to the level of a thing. Or she will be what she is in the great majority of cases, sick, hysterical, wretched, without hope of spiritual progress. But why that? I asked. Oh, the most astonishing thing is that no one is willing to see this thing, evident as it is, which the doctors must understand, but which they take good care not to do. Man does not wish to know the law of nature. Children. But children are born and become an embarrassment. Then man devises means of avoiding this embarrassment. We have not yet reached the low level of Europe, nor Paris, nor the system of two children, nor Mahomet. We have discovered nothing, because we have given it no thought. We feel that there is something bad in the first two means, but we wish to preserve the family, and our view of woman is still worse. With us, woman must be at the same time mistress and nurse, and her strength is not sufficient. That is why we have hysteria, nervous attacks, and, among the peasants, witchcraft. Note that among the young girls of the peasantry this state of things does not exist, but only among the wives, and the wives who live with their husbands. The reason is clear, and this is the cause of the intellectual and moral decline of woman, and of her abasement. If they would only reflect what a grand work for the wife is this period of gestation, in her is forming the being who continues us, and this holy work is thwarted and rendered painful. By what? It is frightful to think of it. And after that they talk of the liberties and the rights of woman. It is like the cannibals fattening their prisoners in order to devour them, and assuring these unfortunates at the same time that their rights and their liberties are guarded. All this was new to me, and astonished me very much. But if this is so, said I, it follows that one may love his wife only once every two years, and as man... And as man has need of her, you are going to say, at least so the priests of science assure us. 
I would force these priests to fulfill the function of these women, who, in their opinion, are necessary to man. I wonder what song they would sing then. Assure man that he needs brandy, tobacco, opium, and he will believe those poisons necessary. It follows that God did not know how to arrange matters properly, since, without asking the opinions of the priests, he has combined things as they are. Man needs, so they have decided, to satisfy his sensual desire, and here this function is disturbed by the birth and the nursing of children. What then is to be done? Why, apply to the priests. They will arrange everything, and they have really discovered a way. When, then, will these rascals with their lies be uncrowned? It is high time. We have had enough of them. People go mad and shoot each other with revolvers, and always because of that. And how could it be otherwise? One would say that the animals know that descent continues their race, and that they follow a certain law in regard thereto. Only man does not know this, and is unwilling to know it. He cares only to have as much sensual enjoyment as possible. The king of nature, man. In the name of his love, he kills half the human race. Of woman, who ought to be his aid in the movement of humanity toward liberty, he makes, in the name of his pleasures, not an aid, but an enemy. Who is it that everywhere puts a check upon the progressive movement of humanity? Woman. Why is it so? For the reason that I have given and for that reason only. End of chapter 13. Recording by Larry Kaplan.